Hello and welcome to episode four of Podcasting Curious with me, Galena Ravina. Um, thanks for being here. It's good to see people are checking out the YouTube and listening on their podcast apps. I really appreciate it. This is going to be my second solo episode. Um, it's a little hard to get guests right now, I'm not going to lie. At the peak of a pandemic, when it's quite the ask to have people come over and try to do something like this maskless and inside so I can record it, um, it's a big ask. So I just have to settle into doing a few of these by myself, and that's okay. The more of them I do, the better I'm going to get at them, the more tolerable they're going to be for me to record and for you guys to listen to. But if you're here, I'm assuming you don't think it's annoying as I think it is. Um, that's something for me to work on in therapy. Anyways, um, since this is a solo episode and it's not an intro, I did want to go ahead and actually like stick to my own format and talk about something really specific in this episode. And I was thinking about it. And as I was thinking about it, my dog came up to my cheek and licked me. And now I'm getting like a little bit of a rash here. Um, I'm like mildly allergic to my own dog, which is really devastating, but at the same time, I'm not going to get rid of her. I'm just going to take my allergy meds and deal with it. It's not any kind of like asphyxiating allergy. You know what I mean? Like there's certain allergies. What are they called? There's like a name for it. The ones that like affect your breathing, basically like people who have to have EpiPens for their allergies. It's not that severe at all. It's just that if she like licks my face, I will get a rash there. But as soon as I wash it off, I'm fine. And as long as I take allergy meds, I don't really have too heavy of a response to her. Anyways, so that inspired me. And I decided that this week I'm going to talk to you guys about a dog DNA test. Um, pet DNA tests, I guess. Because that's what's going on with me right now. Um, that's like the newest most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last week is that I decided to do a DNA test on my dog. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's reserve our judgments. I'm bored. I'm not going out right now. It's a lockdown. And I've had this mystery mutt in my life for 12 years. And I just figured, okay, these DNA tests are getting pretty advanced now. I might as well shoot my shot and find out what kind of dog I have specifically. So if you're thinking of doing one of these, um, I did one by this company called Embark. Um, they're not sponsoring me, but I think that they should because I've just been raving about it since I did it. So with them, um, they were doing like a find out your breed test as well as a health evaluation where they could like check her DNA for certain markers of genetic diseases, which I thought was really cool. So it's almost like I got a health screening and a breed test all in one. It comes in like this cute little box and it actually, it reminded me a lot of like taking a COVID test because um, if you've been doing like the oral swab COVID tests, you already know you just like put this cotton stick, like a long Q-tip around in your mouth and you get a decent amount of saliva in there. And then you dip the Q-tip part of the stick into a little tube full of some sort of um, solution. And then you just like snap off the top and then you put the little cap on your tube and that's the sample that you send in. So this was actually really similar to that. And it was funny that I was like, 
opening it thinking, oh, I know exactly how to administer this test because I've been doing so many of these on myself this year. So um, I signed up and I got the test. I opened it up and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. But I have a dog that's like kind of difficult to do grooming things with. Like she can get pretty feisty. And I knew that she wouldn't just like surrender her mouth to me <laughs> without putting up a little bit of a fight. So I waited till she was like kind of sleepy and then I stuck it in her mouth and the directions said that you had to like swab the inside of her mouth for about 30 seconds. And I'm like, I don't know if she's going to let me get a full 30 seconds. So instead I just kind of kept sticking it in her mouth until I decided that there was like enough saliva on the Q-tip. And I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit worried that I was going to send it in and that they weren't going to have enough saliva for a sample. But whatever, I ended up getting enough saliva. So I sent it in and then they kept me updated like at every point. As soon as it was shipped, I got a notification like, hey, we know your package is on its way. And then as soon as they received it, they told me they received it. And then the first thing they did actually was test her DNA for like these genetic markers, which I thought was super cool. Um, apparently there's like 179 different like genetic conditions that they can test for, which, you know, sounds like a lot. Like I can't believe there's that many different potential diseases that dogs could have 179. Like that's a lot. Um, Anyway, my dog only had markers for two of them, so that's really good news. And it doesn't mean that she has those diseases. It just means she carries the trait in her DNA for them. Um, so she had this one. It was interesting because I got like the health screening back before I got the DNA screening. So I'm looking through it, and it said that she has this like marker for a type of blood clotting disease that apparently is also common in people because when I started Googling it, it was like telling me about the condition in people before it was telling me about the condition in dogs. And I was like, oh, we have even more like even more in common than I thought we did. Um, anyway, it doesn't mean she has that clotting disease. It just means she's a carrier for the genes. And then I think the other thing that she had like a DNA marker for was some sort of like spine issue, some kind of I think they call not a myopia. <laughs> Sorry. If you're hearing me say myopia and you know what the right word is, um, feel free to tell me what it is after you hear it. Mytopia, myopic, mypophic, <laughs> something. She has something. Anyway, it's some kind of genetic condition where like the back hips go bad when they get older and it's like common in pretty long dogs. And it was saying like, oh, this is really common in corgis. I was like, oh my God, is my dog going to come back and be part corgi? But like, it really wasn't enough information to go on based on the breed. So I waited and not even a week later, they sent me the results of her DNA test. And um, if you've seen pictures of her, you know, she just looks like a teeny little golden retriever. Mila, come here. Nope, she won't. <laughs> um, she looks like a teeny little golden retriever and I kind of knew she was half chihuahua and she like acts like one. So I knew that that was going to come up in the test, but I was like pretty surprised by what else her DNA showed. Um, so it told me like really specifically that she's 55% chihuahua, that she's like 22% Pomeranian. She's 13% of this dog that's called like a Lassa Apso, which 
are really furry and I knew one in my childhood and I had been so allergic to the one that I knew as a kid, which kind of explains, I think, where my allergic reactions to my dog come from. And then it was really cute because the rest of the percentage, um, the test result just showed, oh, and she's 10% super mutt, which is a cute way of saying like, hey, she's such tiny percentages of all of these other dogs that we're just going to call it 10% super mutt. And they did give me a little bit of a breakdown that the super mutt like included collie and it like included, I think, a toy fox terrier and some third thing. And I don't know. I feel really cool about finally knowing what this dog is that I've had for 12 years that I've just known was a chihuahua mix. And now I know specifically what she's mixed with. And yeah, I mean, it's like a fun thing to do right now. I know, I know a lot of people do like 23andMe or they do ancestry and other like human DNA tests basically and that's been like a hot trend and I'm not as much interested in what my DNA would say about me I think it would just say like Russian or like Ashkenazi Jew or something it would probably just be all Eastern European they don't really give breakdowns like all my friends that have gotten them done where it says like 99% Eastern European, you're like, okay, cool. Thanks. I already knew that. I didn't need to pay all this money for a DNA test to tell me what I already know, but the dog stuff I didn't know. So that felt valuable to me. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy I did that. I would recommend, um, if you rescued a pet and you're curious or you have some sort of, you know, lovable mutt in your home, I would totally do it. It was like super fun for me and it didn't cost that much or take that much effort. And I it was like something to look forward to once I mailed it out. I almost kind of wished that it took longer to get results because it was so fun just to wait on it. Um, and now I get to look at my little dog and be like, oh, you little 55% chihuahua. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of all that went on with me this week. At least I'm sticking to my theme and talking about something specific. It's really windy today as I'm recording this. Um, if you're hearing strange crackling in the background it's because the tree in my courtyard is smacking the window relentlessly um this crazy thing happens like I don't know it gets dangerous I suppose anywhere when it's really windy but particularly here in southern California where these there's palm trees um some of them are so high up especially the ones like near my building they're so high up you don't even really notice them like you do when you're driving but when I'm walking in and out of my um, apartment complex, I don't see them because they're just truly like, I don't know, 30 stories up. Um, But what happens when it's windy like this is that the dead branches will just snap off and fall and you hear them and it just sounds like this hundred pound weight just came barreling 200 feet out of the sky. Um, And so (laughs) as a result, I have been running for my life in between my car and my front door, just afraid that I'm going to get knocked out by one of these crazy palm leaves because they fall down and they're like five feet long and the shell is really hard. I mean, that's like a weapon. I'm, I would love to look up and see how many people every year are killed by like falling palm leaves. I mean, those things are so huge when you see them fall to the ground. You wouldn't know it because the trees are so tall. You just like don't even realize how big those branches are. So that is um, my weather report for the week. (laughs) If you're not experiencing extreme wind right now, good for you. 
Um, it'll pass. It's definitely not the worst. Yeah, I don't have like a ton to update you guys on this week. Um, I thought that it would take me a little bit longer to tell the dog breed story. You know what? Maybe I'll talk about here. I'll talk about this. This is how I ended up with my mutt. Um, I ended up with her because there was some like she is a rescue, but she's not a rescue. Here's what I mean by that. There was a guy in like this bad part of town that owned a fish and bird store. So he wasn't selling dogs. He just had a place that catered to aquariums and I guess birds and maybe reptiles or something. Maybe I'm not remembering the specifics. But anyways, in his shop, he had his pet chihuahua and uh, she got knocked up. Yeah, she got knocked up and she had a litter of puppies. And this guy was selling them off for like, I think it was 50 bucks, something like that. It's pretty cheap. But he was trying to pass them off as being purebred chihuahuas. Um, They were such tiny little babies and they didn't look like chihuahuas as puppies. My dog didn't. And I remember telling him like, hey, this are you sure this is a purebred chihuahua? It's, it's a little furry and it's got like a square head and it doesn't look quite like a chihuahua. It didn't look like his dog at all. His dog was like that tan quintessential chihuahua. It looked like the Taco Bell one that got really famous in those commercials, like the Nokiro Taco Bell, like that chihuahua with the big dish ears and the white chest. That's what my dog's mom looked like. And he was trying to assure me that she would look like that when she grew up. And I brought her home and she kept growing. And pretty quickly I noticed like this is not a purebred chihuahua. This guy was just lying and, you know, trying to get something for these dogs that he knew were going to be mutts. But this is where it ends up being a rescue situation a little bit. Um, Like a week or two after I got this dog, um, this man's bird and fish store got robbed at gunpoint. I mean, I had no way of knowing that that was going to happen. I'm not trying to take credit that I like rescued this dog from a horrific situation, but who knows what would have ended up happening to her. And not that I think that she would have been like held up at gunpoint. She's a dog. She doesn't have any money. Um, But, you know, I think I at the end of the day, I got her out of a bad situation and she's had like a really gorgeous, amazing life with me. Oh, something I forgot to mention that I thought was super cute about the DNA results you actually get to see like a family tree of your dog. (laughs) It's so cute. It'll show you your dog and then it branches off and it has like the mom dog and the dad dog and it shows what breeds those are. And then it branches further and shows what breeds the grandparents or what do we call them? Grand dogs (laughs) would be. So it showed what the grand dogs are. And then it also went one step further and showed what the great grand dogs are. So you get to see like four generations or three generations, I guess, of um, near dog's ancestry, which is super cute and helpful. (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah, that's how I got her. And um, I don't know. I love the idea of rescuing pets. I think that that's definitely the way to go. That's like the place to start. Um, When I do it again, I will absolutely be rescuing um I get that there's like a place and a time for breeders but there's just so many wonderful 
amazing, beautiful dogs that need homes. And one nice thing about the pandemic has been that a lot of them have been housed. Um, Everyone's been like really excited about fostering cats and dogs. And a lot of people have been getting them. And um, I think it's easier now that a lot of people are working from home to like train a new dog or just to be around more for any kind of pet. And hopefully that is something that doesn't get messed up as people start going back to work. Hopefully everyone like stays committed to their animals and taking good care of them. And, you know, it's nice to see shelters like emptying out because there was just such a need for homes for these animals. Yeah, I would do it again. Um, what else? I don't know. That's, that's kind of it. I didn't mean to do such a short episode for like a solo ep. I think I just need to do more planning around these or something, or maybe like I can take suggestions. Maybe you guys can write in questions and I can answer questions on like the next solo pod or something. I don't know. I'm open to suggestions. So if you have any, send them my way and um, we'll, we'll just keep mending this and molding this and playing with it and see what works best for these solo apps so that I don't feel like I've been talking for, you know, two hours when I've only been talking for like 18 minutes. And uh, yeah, it's a work in progress, but that's what I wanted to cover today. I wanted to cover DNA tests for dogs because that's all that's going on with me right now. And um, yeah, if you want to do one, do one. Yeah. um, If you guys have any questions, suggestions, send them my way. In the meantime, um, I really appreciate any kind of like five star review. Any comment on this really helps wherever you're watching it. I'm glad that you found a useful platform. If I'm not putting it somewhere and you want to find it on something, um, I'm, I'm doing my best to see where else I can post this podcast right now. It's YouTube and it's Apple podcasts and it's on Spotify. And I think that's the only place I have it so far. Does anyone use Google play? Does anyone want Google play? I can try to set it up. Uh, You know, again, this is a learning curve for me, but I want to do what you guys want me to do. So if you could please do any of those things, share, like, comment. If you don't want to, don't. No pressure. I appreciate you being here anyways. And um, I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to Podcasting Curious and stay curious.